MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game here on VSID. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. On a Friday, final hour of the week here on a numbers game. Paul Carr is going to be with us in a few minutes. Gold Cup quarterfinals, as we all are ready. We have multiple picks from Paul Carr because Paul Carr is the best. So we'll have some picks for the Gold Cup this weekend, the quarterfinals. Of course, remember the final of that tournament actually next Sunday. So it's a pretty quick knockout stage with only eight teams in the K in the knockout stage, unlike in Euro, where it's uh, where it's 16 uh, in the knockout stage. So a quick moving knockout stage uh, championship game. Actually, Allegiant Stadium just down the road here in Vegas, uh, uh, just up I-15 North from the South Point. Uh, Vinny Maliula will be with us as well. We're going to slow jam with Vinny. A little bit of a different style of slow jam today, but we'll have Vinny at 8:30. Uh, let's uh, let's do some NFL talk. We'll we'll, we'll go American football leading in to the world's biggest and most popular game in soccer in a few minutes here. I want to talk about what receiving touchdown props and uh, these odds all from BetMGM as we go along here. And we'll start at the bottom of the list here. So T.Y. Hilton uh, is still in Indianapolis, four and a half. Oh, we'll actually go to the top. I'm better off with the top here because the best bet that I had was Travis Kelsey. Was Travis Kelsey at 10? Even money. Now, yesterday, I mistakenly, uh, every once in a while, uh, read something too quick and go with something that's uh, that's off. I gave out yesterday Kelsey over 10 minus 130. The actual number was actually even money, which if I like something over at minus 130 and the over is actually even money, of course I'm going to like the over at even money better than the minus 130. So Kelsey over 10 receiving touchdowns. Now I understand he's only gone over 10 once in his career, but I anticipate defenses will have an easier time. And again, we put easier in quotes because it's going to be very difficult to play defense against the Kansas City Chiefs as long as Patrick Mahomes is there, as we know. But... I think defense will have more of a chance against Tyree Kill this year than they than they have in the past. I think Tampa, and again, it's hard to do it when you have uh, when you don't have the elite pass rush that the Bucks have. 
to slow down that offense in Kansas City. But to me, Travis Kelsey is more of a sure bet to go over than Tyree Kill at 10.5. So I like Kelsey at even money. The other ones on that list that you just saw on your screen, and a couple of the Titans guys together, A.J. Brown's at 8.5. Julio Jones in his first year in Tennessee, considerably lower than Brown. Brown at even money at 8.5. Julio at 5.5 heavy juice on the over at minus 175. It would not shock me if Julio Jones goes under the five and a half at plus 140 and A.J. Brown goes over the eight and a half. Now, some may think that's flipped, but the injury concerns for Julio Jones, at least he may he may miss some time this year because of the injury. And look, I think the familiarity with A.J. Brown with Ryan Tannehill is going to play a big role, especially early in this season, especially with a new offensive coordinator who had a – look, Todd Downing in his one year in Oakland, he had a brutal year. Again, it was the year after Derek Carr hurt his leg. So you had a quarterback that was still pretty skittish in the pocket because of that significant leg injury he had suffered the year before uh, back in uh, uh, back in 2015, uh, 2016. Uh, for that car injury, or excuse me, 2015 season. But uh, look, the other ones on that board, not much interests me here. The Jalen Waddle at five and a half is interesting. It seems to me that the props down in Miami are kind of undervaluing what Devontae Parker is. Well, you'll see receiving yards a little bit later, but Devontae Parker's receiving yards are only 50 more than Cole Beasley's, which I don't think is right. Devontae Parker's go still, even with the additions, he's still going to be the favorite target for Tua Tungavailoa down there in Miami. So I would I would steer clear of the Waddle prop. Five and a half is an interesting number, though. I would have expected to come in with the Jared Cook, T.Y. Hilton of the world uh, number. Corlin Sutton at five and a half is one I like over. I understand Denver's court, quarterback play is going to be mediocre probably, but I thought Corlin Sutton was due for a big year, but then he tore his ACL in week two. So I would like to see how Sutton looks coming back uh, from that ACL tear this year. Over five and a half touchdowns, I think, is a good play, especially at the flat juice. It is a numbers game here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander. And now with us, it is Paul Carr, True Media Sports, the Expected Value Podcast. Paul, thanks for being with us this morning. It's always uh, fun to talk to you. You bet. The soccer never stops. We've got Gold Cup, we've got the European preseason starting, and it never stops. Hey, uh, look, uh, the Bundesliga 2 even begun, it began yep. today. So uh, the soccer, as you say, especially now in this day and age, truly never stops. Uh, let, let's just start Let's start with your plays, and then we'll work our way uh, through the Gold Cup. The Team USA will play Jamaica, uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. I want to start with tomorrow, doubleheader. We'll start with the, the less sexy of the two matchups. Uh, Qatar, who... Uh, there, there were multiple people who texted me, Paul, very confused yeah. why Qatar was in this tournament. But, of course, an invitee of CONCACAF, and they've, they've looked pretty good so far in mm-hmm. this tournament. Uh, taking on El Salvador, who uh, acquainted themselves pretty well, and then uh, even in a 1-0 loss to Mexico, not too bad for El Salvador. Uh, what would you look at here? Total to uh, now... Uh, one and a half, but you're looking at a uh, at a uh, alt total here, Paul Carr. Yeah, I like goals in this game. I mean, Qatar, like you said, not a CONCACAF nation, but they're here for reasons both uh, on the field and off the field related. <laughs> uh, some may involve money. I don't know. Just saying. Uh, yeah, I, I, they've been a very entertaining team. They have the most expected goals in the tournament. Again, expected goals, basically how many goals you score on average given the shots you've taken. So point being, they're both creating a lot of good opportunities themselves and also conceding a fair amount. So they have been very entertaining games. So I like over two and a half here at plus 160. Um, I know El Salvador has been more defensive. You saw that against Mexico, but I think that's just a different thing against a much better team. Qatar likes to kind of hang on to the ball. El Salvador likes to press. I think this is a volatile combination that will lead to some opportunities for both teams. Um, I know it's a knockout game, uh, so those can tend to get cagey. Uh, teams can tighten up, et cetera. But I think getting a pretty good price, plus 160 at over two and a half, that is my play here. And remember, everyone, we had this discussion <laughs> During the Euros and and, and yes. during uh, uh, the uh, the South American tournament as well in Comnable, 
these bets, now that we're in the knockout stage, it's for the 90 minutes and extra time. Or excuse me, and uh, stoppage time. Stoppage not including time. extra time. So if right. it goes, if you see it's a, the 110th minute, don't freak out about whatever total or whatever side you had right. because the draw will have cashed. And whatever the score was after the 90 and stoppage will be what cash is there unless if you go in the two advanced markets. So just remember that. But, Paul, yep. on an all total over on Qatar and El Salvador, two and a half plus 160 over that total. Let's go to the other game on Saturday. Uh, a, a wayward group stage, to put it for Mexico, uh, a game against Trinidad and Tobago where – uh, let's face it, they should have won that game about 6-0 yeah. and somehow managed yeah. a nil-nil draw. Uh, beating Guatemala, who, again, shouldn't have been in the tournament. Got Curacao uh, uh, COVID issues, KOing them. And then a 1-0 a win against El Salvador, where they were clearly the better team, but uh, just needed a win to win the group. Uh, they're taking on Honduras, who, look, from CONCACAF standards now, Paul, usually at, at this point, the consensus three or four team in the region, but Mexico right now a big favorite, minus two fifty on the three way money line. Honduras at six to one, draw at plus three twenty five. The total at two and a half. But you're looking at the Asian mark handicap market here, Paul Carr. Yeah, the, the main line you'll find here, I think, is Mexico minus one and a half. I like the Asian handicap to play it at minus one slash minus one and a half. Uh, just a hedge in case there's, you know, it's a one nil dominant Mexico win, kind of like we saw against El Salvador or, you know, Honduras gets a late goal and it makes two to one, something like that. Uh, so I like the Asian handicap here, get an even money. You laid out a lot of the reasons to like Mexico in this game. Uh, if they had beaten Trinidad 2-0 and El Salvador 2-0, which both those games, that's kind of more what the underlying numbers look like, then I think you wouldn't get quite as good a price here just because Mexico's been pretty good. They've been basically Mexico. Uh, they just didn't quite finish as well as they maybe could have, would have, should have. And you give some credit to Trinidad and El Salvador for that. Uh, and Honduras is going to try to do the same sort of thing. We saw it against the U.S. and Nations League back in June where they just played very defensive. They've got a couple talented forwards that they'll try to you know get out on the break and steal a goal or something. Uh, so I'd play Mexico on the Asian handicap uh, just in case Honduras is able to, the defense is able to hold up and Mexico just sneaks out a, a low-scoring 1-0 type of win. Well, it's, uh, again, trying to be a big month uh, of calendar time for Mexico. Team Mexico in the Olympics uh, steamrolled yeah, France good start. in their first match, uh, which, by the way, Paul, it was a uh, it was a shock to me to see that Ochoa was still playing, uh, the playing uh, goalie for, uh, for Mexico in the Olympic Games. But uh, in this one, Paul, on the Asian handicap, Mexico, minus one, Minus one and a half even money against Honduras in regulation. Those are the two plays for Saturday. Odds from William Hill here. Qatar and El Salvador over two and a half plus 160. And then Mexico laying the goal, goal and a half against Honduras even money. Paul Carr, True Media Sports with us right now here on a numbers game. Paul, uh, let's just go to the U.S.-Jamaica matchup. Mm -hmm. uh, Team USA... I looked all right in this tournament. They did what they had to do in group stage, yeah. winning out. Uh, less than inspiring against Haiti. Good enough against the Canadian squad that, let's face it, the Canadians are, are now squarely in their golden era of soccer. Mm -hmm. They take on Jamaica. Uh, minus 190 on Team USA, right. Jamaica at plus 475 in the three-way regulation time. Uh, draw a 3-1. to one. The total at two and a half here, Paul. Uh, wh what would you look to do here if you were to play this match? Yeah, I lean Jamaica in general in this game just because, you know, again, if you're kind of just tuning in, this is not the A-list USA team here. So these guys playing in Europe that you saw in Nations League, your Christian Pulisics, your Weston McKennies, your Tyler Adams, none of these guys are on this team. This is a largely an MLS team. You know, if, if you were making a 23-man qualifying roster for the U.S. today, you'd have four or five or so of these guys on it, probably maybe one might sneak into the starting lineup, something like that. Uh, so that just to know, that's, that's kind of what we're dealing with. Jamaica's got most of its good players, uh, including Leon Bailey, who's a star winger for Leverkusen. He may end up moving to the premier league this off season. So, I mean, this, you said the U S has not been convincing. They kind of grinded out a win against Jamaica, probably kind of fortunate to beat Canada. I was at that game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, 
from an atmosphere standpoint, it wasn't as much fun on the field. Uh, so uh, yeah, if you're getting you know north of plus 450 for Jamaica to win in regulation, or I think it's around plus 300 to advance, which I, I kind of like a little better. I, I think that that's the way I lean on this game, just because this is a relatively inexperienced U.S. team. Uh, they haven't shown uh, a lot of attacking prowess so far in this tournament, and Jamaica's got you know, the skills they're in that running kind of, you said with Honduras to be that third, fourth, fifth best CONCACAF team. Uh, they've made two straight gold cup semifinals. So they've got some pedigree in this tournament experience in this tournament. So yeah, I would lean Jamaica in this matchup as much of it kind of pains my flag waving us soul. Well, if uh, Jamaica were to pull the upset, uh, the, Qatar Jamaica matchup that we all expected in Austin would uh would, would be the matchup there and then uh all the fans that that bought up the tickets here expecting a Mexico yeah. USA final uh just down the road at Allegiant Stadium uh, would be pretty disappointed there Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all the obviously all the TV networks all the people selling <laughs> everything are, are rooting for the US and Mexico to get as far as they possibly can. Absolutely. Uh Paul Carr with us right now. Uh the other team USA uh the uh, Team USA uh, women's national team, uh, again, the world power, had won over 40 in a row in international play and in Tokyo in the uh, Tokyo Olympics, hammered by Sweden earlier this yeah. week. Uh, again, the Swedes are one of the better teams in the world mm-hmm. behind the United States, but you'd never see Team USA get handled yeah. like that. Sweden won that match 3 nothing. A little bit easier here in this uh, second group stage match for Team USA. They get New Zealand. And, Paul, this would make sense for a Team USA bounce back here in the second group stage day. Yeah, the narrative is so strong here for – I mean, you you see this in every sport. You know, good team gets upset. They come back. They're playing a weak team, and you just expect them to roll. And it's kind of a cliche, but I think it's what's going to happen here. So I I played this uh, right after – basically, as soon as the line went up, I played this at minus 165 for the U.S. uh, to cover two and a half goals. Yesterday, it was at like minus 210 for that, and it might be off the board some places now. And like now it's minus three and a half, and it's down about plus 110. So this line is shifting heavily toward the U.S. Um, I'm not sure it's worth playing the game line now if you give three and a half goals. I do kind of like the first half line, plus 120 for the U.S. to cover one and a half goals if if you're looking for something. But, uh, yeah, it's just hard to see anything but a, a dominant U.S. win happening. New Zealand is okay. They're a team that makes most major tournaments, but they never go anywhere in these things. They've got, uh, you know, a couple of some decent players from NWSL, but they also were very late assembling their team. I just feel like the U.S. is going to roll here. And remember, goal difference matters as far as where you finish in the group. So, if, you know, if U.S. wants any chance to catch Sweden and win the group, They've got to pretty much crush New Zealand here. And if they care about finishing second and third, and I don't think that's really a big difference as far as advancing and who you play next, but you want to put yourself in the best possible position heading to that group finale against Australia. And that means winning this game, you know, by three goals at the very least, since that's what you just lost to. Right. Sweden. And Paul, this, uh, this format for the Olympic soccer, very different than a lot yeah. of people are accustomed to. There's only 12 teams. It's three groups, but Eight of the twelve end up making it right. uh, to uh, to the knockout stage. So again, not much of a doubt that Team USA will likely make it through, assuming they again four points should be enough to get yourselves yep. through, especially with how big of a mess uh, the bottom of Group Group F looks like right. uh, with China and Zambia. Zambia, who only gave up ten goals to uh, the Netherlands the other <laughs> yeah, day. Is that all? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Paul, uh, Paul, uh, before we let you go, uh, just. Uh, just, I haven't talked to you since Zero ended, and I know you've been on the, yeah. the, the network, but I just uh, for England to lose in that fashion Man. at home in penalty kicks yeah. with arguably, look, two of, two of the best young players in the entire world missing penalties mm-hmm. at the end just for, for next year's World Cup, just how does that impact England <laughs> moving forward? Because, again, it's the quicker turnaround than usual right. uh, because uh, the the pandemic uh, postponement of Euro 2020. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to think it's a good thing for them. You know, just get to turn around. You're playing a year and a half later. You know, this is all assuming they get through qualifying and such, which they should, uh, given the way Europe is set up right now. But I, mean, I, I think the good side is, you know, these guys are still in the prime. There's obviously less chance of injury, but... I, you know, who knows how this weird season is going to affect everyone. It's just, you know, you always say, oh, they're going to have more chances. You say this about everybody, you know, I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan and grew up hearing Marino's going to have more chances 
since he made the Super Bowl one time. England's never going to have a better chance to win a major tournament than at home. Uh, you know, you're you're a, a favorite or close to it against Italy. Uh, you've got all this talent. You, you, there are so many of them at their peak. You don't know what a year or two or three or five is going to do. So, yeah, just a giant missed opportunity. You'd like to think they're going to be back for more, but like tournaments are hard. You got to get through three, four knockout games just to get to a final. So, I just feel I feel for England. They added all right there. It would have been a, a jubilant nation and all that. And they they did kind of they blew an opportunity in a lot of different ways. And uh, Donnarumma turned it right turned turned the performance in uh, Euro 2020 right into being PSG's number one keeper right yeah. away. Uh, so uh, good on uh, Donnarumma. And again, of course, the Italians uh, winning Euro 2020 uh, earlier this month. He's Paul Carr. Uh, True Media Sports is where you can find Paul Carr's great work. Get him on the tweets at Paul Carr. Paul, it's always a pleasure to be uh, to have you on, and uh, let's get some winners this weekend uh, in the Gold Cup. Yeah, yeah, should be a fun one. International soccer, summer soccer is always fun, and then yeah, like you said, the Bundesliga two started. There's Champions League qualifying that's already started. We're about three weeks away from the main European leagues getting started, so never stops for better and worse. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. Thanks for being with us this morning, Paul. You bet. Have a good one, Jeff. You, you as well. Uh, again, just a, a quick, uh, a quick recap of the two official plays for Paul Carr today, uh, both in the Gold Cup, taking an alternate total over two and a half in Qatar in El Salvador. Uh, again, yes, uh, Qatar is playing in a Concacaf tournament. Uh, uh, there are monetary reasons behind that one uh, for sure. And then Team Mexico going with the Asian handicap, taking Mexico minus one, minus one and a half against Honduras. That is a late night on Saturday on the East Coast. So you have some time to get these bets in both of these matches tomorrow or before uh, Team USA uh, takes on Jamaica on Sunday and Costa Rica takes on Canada Sunday, uh, 4.30, the start time for Qatar and El Salvador tomorrow. So that's the first one that you have to get in Mexico three hours after that. At, uh, that's uh, 4.30 Pacific for Qatar, uh, El Salvador. So 7.30 Eastern and then 10.30 Eastern for Mexico and Honduras. Uh, some some more NFL news uh, this morning. Uh, not much on the betting perspective here, but long-term stability in Green Bay seems to be a big problem all of a sudden. Uh, another report from, uh, from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, Devontae Adams, and the Green Bay Packers have broken off long-term extensions. There's uh, talk. Uh, there's no plans to resume them. It's been months, apparently, but those negotiations in a bad spot. So, uh, look, uh, the the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers cloud just looms ever so largely over everything in Green Bay now, which, again, not much of a surprise when you're dealing with an elite player like that, uh, the reigning MVP, and now arguably the best wide receiver in the game, uh, Breaking off contract negotiations again. Uh, camp for the Packers starting early next week, and the uh, again we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to play Week One. We assume he's going to play. Uh, I would imagine that this is going to be a scenario where Aaron Rodgers just does not show up until the last possible moment, and then Week One in the Superdome, Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers will still be fine. Nothing. Nothing wrong with them if Aaron Rodgers plays. If Jordan Love plays, then eh, we got to reevaluate a whole bunch. When we get back, we're going back to the AFC playoff picture. I'll give you an AFC championship future I like, and we'll look at some quarterback props. That's coming up next as we roll along here on a numbers game on a Friday morning on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Today's new episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features a cast reunion of the 2014 TV series Horse Players. Jockeys Guild CEO Terry Meeks discusses the riding crop controversy in last week's Haskell Stakes. And DraftKings Sportsbook's Johnny Avello handicaps this week's this weekend's top races, including the coaching club American Oaks at Saratoga. Subscribe at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or download it now at vcin.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is brought to you by First Bet. It is a numbers game here on vcin. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander. Jason Kahn is with us as well. So jamming with Vinny coming your way in a little less than 10 minutes from now. Of course, live here at the South Point. Let's dive back into the NFL and the AFC. Let's go do some uh, passing props here. Let's do some passing props. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the highest one on the board in all respects. I know, what a a shocking development that Patrick Mahomes is the highest one on the board. We'll go to passing yards first, uh, and you'll see it on your screen momentarily at vcin.com. Patrick Mahomes, 5,025.5 passing yards. Again, all flat juice across the board. Bet MGM is where you're finding these odds, as you see them on your screen right now. And for Mahomes... Mahomes' 
best yardage season so far. Again, remember 2019, we can't really count, missed a few games uh, from handicapping this 4,031. The 2018 season where he did play all 16, uh, played all 16 games was 5,097 in 16 games. 2019, he missed two games. Last year, he didn't play week 16, or excuse me, game 16, week 17, because the Chiefs already had the number one seed all locked in. So as you look at these numbers on Mahomes, you do get the extra game, but the one thing you have to keep in mind, and you have to keep this in mind with teams that you expect to win their division comfortably. Week 17, or week 18, game 17, is now probably more than ever because it's an extra game and an extra game taxing on the body for these NFL players. You have to imagine teams that have seeding and divisions wrapped up and I anticipate because of their week one win over Cleveland and because of what their division is that Kansas City will have both the one seed and the AFC West divisional crown wrapped up by week 18 that you're making this a 16-game handicap on Patrick Mahomes' 5,025 yards. It just is very difficult to go over that high of a number even in a 16-game season. I know he's done it already once, that first full season at 5,097, but that's going to be a stay off for me at 5,025 yards for Mahomes. I'd actually lean to the under if you were going to make me bet the yardage prop on the, uh, again, the highest prop total on the board in the league, period. One that I do like over, though, one that I do like over, and it's actually right here in town. And I understand that Derek Carr has gotten the captain check down moniker in the past. Carr at 4,025 and a half, okay, with an extra game on the schedule, with the extra game on the schedule this year, that should be a number he goes over at 4,025. Derek Carr, the last three seasons in a 16-game schedule, and I don't anticipate the Raiders will be a team that is impacted by Clinching scenarios. They're going to play their guys the whole way through. Derek Carr, 2018, 16 starts, 4,049 yards. 2019, 16 starts, 4,054 yards. Derek Carr, 2020, 4,103 yards. Again, not comfortably over, but still over the 4,025. And you're going to give me an extra game on Derek Carr? I'm taking that with ease. That's my favorite over on the passing yards. Uh, passing touchdowns, uh, real quickly here as we look at Ben MGM. Uh, the one that I like the most is Ryan Tannehill at 28 and a half. And I understand you have Derrick Henry, you have Tannehill's legs. But I anticipate a, a season where, where Tennessee has to basically score, I don't want to say on every possession because that's a little excessive. But their defense is so bad. And they're going to be trailing in games, coming from behind in games because of how awful that defense is. At 28 and a half, I like Tannehill over to 28 and a half minus 110. I also kind of like Zach Wilson over 20 and a half minus 125. I know rookies can have struggles. We have seen it plenty of times. But I expect Zach Wilson to figure it out midseason and the back end of the Jets schedule relatively weak. So I think Wilson will be able to take advantage of that. When we get back... We're slow jamming with Vinny Maliulo. That's next here on the Numbers Game on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. The VSIN football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for college and pro football this year. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only $20, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy. We're signing up for VEASAN all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now 
at vcin.com slash subscribe. Let's do some slow jamming. We'll put it on mute. Look, I see the mute button. <laughs> Is this on? Is my mic on? He's here. You're here. My... We hear you. All right. We hear you. Just, uh, just, uh, just. I saw there the, you go. I saw, look, the mute button is flashing. <laughs> What's up, Parlay? Oh, it's, uh, it's good to have you on a desk with me, Vinny. It's been a... Uh, it's been a while. We've shared the desk on my guys. Uh, That's right. Over, uh, That's we're right. on uh, in tight quarters with you. That's but right, uh, right. it's good to be. Uh, now we're socially distant. <laughs> no, exactly. Again. Now we're the proper six feet apart. Oh here. lord. Oh man. So how are you doing this? Morning? I'm well, buddy. But everything's good. You know, we uh, we uh, we we were wondering if we were going to have a game seven mm-hmm. in the NBA. We did not. But uh, the uh, the finals didn't disappoint. I think a lot of folks were were. Uh, we're wondering if it wasn't Lakers Nets, would there be a precipitous drop off in terms of the handle? Uh, there wasn't. There was more of a drop off when the Golden Knights were eliminated in in the NHL playoffs for for the Stanley Cup. And final. that's understandable, I think, particularly here with the locals. I mean, uh, uh, you know, more seasoned betters, uh, professional betters, they 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 stuck with uh, with the finals uh, with the the Canadians and uh, and Tampa Bay, but. Um, not 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 disappointed at all in the hand. Now, would the, would the Lakers and Nets have, have been a higher handle uh, had it gone six games or seven games? Probably, but not as uh, uh, not as uh, uh, much of a drop off. Would have anticipated it didn't. It wouldn't matter if who the opponent was. If the Lakers were there, the handle would have been higher anyway. Probably Lakers, uh, Bucks. Uh, but I think everybody was. You know, a lot of folks were hoping for that. You know, all the uh, the star power there. But look, hey, listen, uh, Giannis. Giannis was. Uh, <laughs> there was plenty of star power with uh, uh, with the finals as well. So well, and again, it, it's four straight a backdoor a backdoor sweep for Milwaukee yep. too. I would imagine that some people did. Hit you a little bit for that uh, for that series price after game two when it uh, peaked uh, close to five dollars. Yeah, it, it, there was some uh, some investment there, uh, but overall, I mean the uh, the futures were good. Uh, you know, the futures on the Suns for the conference were not were not good. Uh, but but uh, in terms of the uh, the championship, both teams uh, were were all fine. I mean, the Bucks were really good actually, uh, because they were you know one of the shorter priced teams. Uh, you know, coming out of the East. I mean, the Nets got the majority of the money, so when they got knocked out too, so you have to remember there's there's, there's futures on the way, of course, as well. So uh, it was uh, listen, no complaints about the finals. Uh, let, let, let's go to something that actually has already started. Mm, the yeah. uh, the opening ceremonies in Tokyo actually just concluded. Uh, again, time zone differences are going to play a problem for us here on the West Coast. Yes, uh, Vinny, uh, but let's. Uh, Let's just dive in here because it's an Olympics that a lot of us are surprised they're still happening. Mm -hmm. It's uh, an Olympics in a uh, very different time zone from where we're at here in Vegas. Uh, But but you guys here at the South Point, Vinny, uh, offering uh, the hoops, the soccer, Mm -hmm. uh, some props as well. Uh, But but how do you anticipate this getting bet, uh, especially coming off a a great handle basketball season in the NBA? I think what we'll see is this. So we put up uh, last week uh, over and under gold medals won by country. And uh, gold medal, uh, who would win the particular uh, events, Mm -hmm. you know, men's and women's soccer, men's and women's basketball, uh, et cetera. So there, there wasn't as much interest in the futures, some, uh, believe it or not, they bet the under uh, medals uh, in the United States and uh, and Russia. Uh, but but the thing is, I th- what we'll we'll see, Jeff, is the majority of the Olympic handle will come in the individual events, the individual basketball games, particularly where the Americans are involved. I think um, the soccer we'll see action. Um, but you know, full disclosure, it, it's not going to be a, a tremendous amount of handle. Now, even I think what helps us here at the South Point is that we're a 24-hour book, and we can you know we can show them live. But I think what's confusing to a lot of folks is the, the time delay. Like you, you mentioned, the you know, the opening ceremonies. Well, the opening ceremonies are in the middle of the night here, so it's, right. You know, it's so for the events, you, you have to encourage folks to pay attention to. 
these times. I mean, some of these games, these basketball games, are in the middle of the night. Now, again, we're a 24-hour book in a 24-hour town with three shifts, so uh, that's probably easier here. But not every book is open 24 hours mm-hmm. by you know by virtue of choice and by uh, from logistics standpoint. But you know, it's 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 kind of confusing to a lot of folks as to. You know what time these uh, uh, these events are starting. Well, and and you bring that up, Team USA for for men's hoops. Their first game is Sunday morning. Right for the East Coast, it's not too bad. It's eight a.m. But five a.m. out here uh, against France. And yeah. uh, look, uh, Team USA people will bet that game. I, I know yeah. the early action has been on the French so far uh, because mm-hmm. of what we've seen from Team USA. But I would imagine that will, that most of the action will be pro USA yeah, as think, we go along. I think there'll be some support uh, uh, for, uh, for the United States here against France. You know, France. You know, these European teams. Uh, are a bit more. Their their chemistry is a bit stronger simply because they play together a lot more. Even though several players on some teams uh, do do play in the NBA, but they've been back with their teams for a longer period of time. We we're just having a couple of players from the Bucks get to uh, Japan to uh, uh, Devin to, Booker. Know, you know, too. I mean, and Devin Booker as well. So uh, from the Suns. So you, you know, I mean, it's a matter of chemistry. And uh, look, at, at the end at the end of the day. Will the talent will will definitely get the United States to a point where they they should be in a better position? Now they've got to finish uh, finish the deal. But you're right, five o'clock in the morning, uh, and again, you know, we'll have folks here. But make sure that game will be bet on sat- all through Saturday. Of night. course, yeah, that that will that will be the Saturday baseball card will be rolling in to right. Team USA France on yeah, Sunday morning, just like we saw with uh, the uh, Euro Cup soccer. Uh, but again, that's that's the that's the American game. It's not going to be every game. Yeah, they had, look the the Euro Cup soccer was quite the boon for you guys. It was great. It was uh, the the time of the games was terrific. You know, at uh, say like eight and noon, and then that just led right into day baseball, and then the evening and night baseball it was perfect. Nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with having events all day long. Uh, all day long. There's nothing wrong with that because folks just either reinvest or they you know they uh, they keep uh, trying to get their money back. <laughs> Absolutely. Vinny Vinny Maliulo with us now. We're we're slow jamming along, and we're going to continue slow jamming along. Uh, I have some NFL questions for you, Vinny. That's where we're going to go next as we continue on. Final segment of the week here on a numbers game on VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Turn a $1 wager into $100 on the Yankees or Red Sox to hit a home run tonight. With BetMGM, just use the bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the King of Sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure you use that promo code VSIN100. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to place a wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1 800 522 4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1 800 Gambler in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1 800 Bets Off in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text Redline 1 800 889 9789. Promotional offer not available. In Nevada and uh, Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. It is a numbers game here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jeff Parles. He is Vinny Maliulo. Slow jamming here on a Friday, as always. Vinny, let's go to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the news of the day, mm -hmm. because of what the NFL released yesterday with potential forfeits could, could be on... Uh, on the way if a team has a outbreak with unvaccinated players. Mm -hmm. uh, how are you guys handling that uh, game basis, season win total basis? If, uh, again, we'd still get the 17 technically, but if there were ha if there happened to be a forfeit anywhere across the board. We don't recognize forfeits. Okay. I mean, pretty okay. I mean, <laughs> what's interesting about that ruling, by the way, is we had a game last year uh, when obviously the COVID situation was much more severe. Remember the game in Denver. Where Kendall Hinn? The, the, the Broncos had no quarterback. And uh, in fact, I heard that you actually uh, auditioned that week uh, in, in Denver. Hey, that, that, and, would, that, that, would, that was a very, I don't poor, think a very it, poor audition. I, uh, I don't think it was a matter of uh, results. I think that, you, you know, they just wouldn't, you know, you couldn't come to a financial You could, couldn't afford me, right. But, <laughs> but I, think, I think it's, I, I think there's, there's still more to come of this. So before we, you know, start getting, uh, getting into the, uh, into the room. This, again, you've got to pay attention to uh, your house rules and stipulations. We we require, for instance, regular season wins. All 17 games must be played. So, you know, if the game's not played, it's not played. It's right. real simple. So, uh, from our perspective. But uh, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm actually personally a little surprised that the union hasn't said anything. The players, 
association hasn't said anything uh, uh, about it. Maybe I guess they're in favor of it. I'm not sure yet, but uh, it is it is something to pay close attention to. Right. Uh, but as far as forfeits uh, go, we uh, we don't recognize. Forfeits. I, I, I will say this: I would be again last year when you were right. The the conditions were significantly yeah. worse. Legitimately had a game pushed back five separate times. Yeah, we had games moved. Yeah, the, the yeah, Steelers, the Steelers, or, Ravens right? game yeah. from Thanksgiving to the following Wednesday. Right. I mean, you're there. It's going to take something that we didn't even see last year for them to just completely mm-hmm. make a team forfeit. I really do believe that. Well, I think when you start now talking about getting into players' wallets mm-hmm. as well with this, uh, uh, this is a, a an issue too that the league is is saying. For unvaccinated, well, what happened? You know, we, we've seen situations where uh, folks that are vaccinated are testing positive as well. So, I think this is, uh, I think this bears watching, and uh, we'll certainly pay very close attention to it as well. Let's uh, go to things we do know yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Akers isn't going to play this year Correct. for the Rams. Uh, Achilles injury wipes his season out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to miss. At least the, it looks like the first month of the season right. uh, off of an ankle surgery to clean up uh, some issues that he was having last year as well. Mm-hmm. Had that surgery last month. Uh, a running back usually doesn't move the needle mm-hmm. on season win totals or futures. Uh, does Michael Thomas move anything at all just because of his importance to that offense in a year where there's uncertainty at quarterback for yeah. New Orleans? Well, that's where it starts, I think, right? Uh, uh uh, but, but let's let's go to the Rams first. Um, the fact that Daryl Henderson is still there, and, and again, this is predicated on him being healthy. There wasn't a whole lot of different statistics uh, uh, in terms of rushing yards uh, between Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson last year. I think, in fact, I think Henderson had uh, probably about a dozen less carries uh, and about three less touchdowns. Now, I'm not minimizing, you know, the loss of Cam Akers. I think it was, it was pretty important to them. But I think that if we're still going to watch how the Rams come. They get Cooper Cup back, uh, which I think is important for them, and it's a passing league. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole quarterback change definitely benefits them as well. Now, the division is it, it's, it's, it's competitive, stacked. right? It's I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those – you can make a case maybe the most competitive division uh, in, in the league, certainly in, in the NFC from top to bottom. So – um, but, you know, it, it hasn't changed anything. And here's the first thing you look at, right, is game one, week one, uh, where the Rams are at home on Sunday night against the Bears as seven-point favorites, and it hasn't changed anything. It hasn't uh, changed any of the uh, the odds uh, for the division and so uh, or regular season wins. But the Michael Thomas one, uh, here, here's the thing about that, because what's important to remember, Jeff, is now he missed – what half the season, or a little more than half the season last year, mm-hmm. the whole Drew Brees retiring, who is the starting quarterback and who is the every-down quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? I think that's the bigger question going into the season because not only is Michael Thomas going to miss, quote-unquote, the first part of the season, what is the first part now of a 17-game season? Is it a month? Is it six weeks? We don't know. Uh they're also without – they lose Cooks, they lose Sanders as well. So there's – there's right there, there's a depth issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have to see how they go through camp, uh, how the young players are performing camp. I mean, there's certainly also a report today that they're out, you know, looking at free yeah. agents. They're going to be auditioning free agents. So, um, But, you, you know, it's not an overreaction right now. I mean, when, when you look at – uh, the Fed, the Buccaneers are far and away. You know, they're 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 the class of the division. I mean, that's not that's not a stretch, right? So, I mean, they're, they're, you have to lay a price uh, for them in in the division. And of course, you got the Falcons uh, and the Panthers. Uh, Saints are second. Uh, are they going to get better than three to one for uh, to come at second in the division? Probably have to go up to three fifty or four dollars. I mean, because mm-hmm. again, uh, but you had that those questions. Uh, at, at the quarterback position, uh, going out now, you've got this. What's What's really interesting too is he had this injury, but he just got operated. Right? He had. I think he had the the the, the surgery in June. If yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. It's just getting reported now. You you kind of wonder. My my biggest question is, what took so long? 
you know, did, did he go through four they, months, they, five months of rehab? Pro- to try prob- to... Probably we went through some rehab, tried to do it without the surgery, and I guess never but... never got to the level that he needed to uh, get to it. And, but look, with, with the Saints and uh, on the show, I'll go through what I what I think of them. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm probably gonna change maybe a win or two early probably, in the season. By the way, their win total is nine. And, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, it was nine under thirty. They actually bet it over. We went to nine under fifteen, but that'll probably go back. To probably nine. go back to nine nine, th- nine thirty. thirty. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Do, won't 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 take enough to get to eight and a half at any point. I don't think so. Not and uh, the one benefit though that New Orleans does have, they have a very early bye week. Mm-hmm. So if this is the first third of the season, he'll be missing one last game sure. than he normally would. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that is the only solace we could potentially look at if Thomas is not out, mm-hmm. again, half a season, Vinny. The other part of it is, again, going back to the quarterback situation, um, remember this, with only three exhibition games this year, you wonder which week is going to be what we what we used to call week three, which was you know dress rehearsal week. Yes. I'm not so sure there's going to be a dress rehearsal week this year. I'm not so sure we're going to see regulars uh, a whole lot uh, this this preseason. You're going to see teams really working some things out, I think, through September. So, and I agree with you. First off, uh, we were talking about this, this during the break. The move from three preseason games to 17 regular season games. I think the only uh, the only uh, Vinny might be the only person happier than just a regular fan, just because you get another week of booking a regular season week as opposed well, to a preseason week. Well, you know, preseason always gets uh, gets interest, right? But mm-hmm. your limits are not as high, uh, not nearly, because you, you don't know how long. First of all, if regulars are going to play and how long they're going to play. Correct. Uh, so if if you ask an operator, bookmaker, to to you know if you could switch out. Listen, I'll switch them all. Let them, let them play. You know, twenty games. I mean, it's, I mean, it, it, listen. We realize there's got to be an exhibition season, but the fact that there's now seventeen regular season games uh, compared to sixteen, uh, it's it's a boom for business. There's no question about it because your limits are so much higher. More meaningful games. Teams are in the playoff picture longer. Uh, and so forth. So uh, the ripple effect of it, from a, a betting standpoint, a handle standpoint, is is pretty pretty significant. No, I, well, hundred percent too. And uh, we only have to talk about how John Harbaugh is unbelievably uh, unbelievably great at covering games as the Ravens head coach in the preseason for only three weeks as opposed to four this well, year. Well, now, yeah, he'll uh, yeah he'll be. Uh, do you put an asterisk next to that? <laughs> I'm not so sure. I, I guess so, Vinny. Uh, but before before we wrap up here, uh, baseball. Yeah, the Giants just walked into Dodger Stadium, mm-hmm. torched Kenley Jansen back-to-back nights. Uh, a little bit of help from the first base umpire last night at uh, uh, Dodger Stadium on what should have been yeah. strike three ball game over yeah. on uh, Darren Ruff. That's Dave Roberts about that. But uh, but the Giants are now three games up on the Dodgers. They're not this going is, away. This is this is now at the moment where this is serious. Now where the Giants could legitimately win this division. Well, there, you you can't exclude the Giants. Everybody thought it was going to be a two team race between the Dodgers and the Padres, and the, and the Giants have shown no signs of going away. I don't think they will. They've got another series coming up with the Dodgers here uh, within the next mm-hmm. week, so that's going to bear watching as well. So, uh, Giants are not going to be sellers. That's for sure. Oh, best record in baseball. Be interesting to see how they change their roster over the next uh, eight days before the deadline. Vinny. Always good to see you. Thank you, as always. Uh, He's Vinny Maliulo. At Vincent Vinny, the easiest Twitter handle to know on the network. That's all the time we have here on a numbers game. We'll see you next week here on Vincent, the Sports Betting Network, the Lombardi Line next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.